Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. All right. Whew. You ready for the word? I'm ready for the word. We're going to be in Luke chapter 15 today. One more time. We were there last Sunday. We're going to be there again this Sunday. We might kind of pick up, you know, uh, a little bit where we, where we left off, but, uh, but this is, you know, a good standalone message about the faithful. The faithful. Uh, you know, God bless the faithful. Now listen to me, those of you that are out there listening now. God bless the faithful. It ain't easy. Okay? It is not easy to be faithful. Oftentimes the faithful are the ones that are found working hard while everybody else is off having a good time. And then it seems like when it's time to eat, everybody comes to the table. It's the faithful who make us able to enjoy the times and the seasons that we have. And yet, whenever we go back out to play, many times they're left washing the dishes. You know, many times they're left cleaning up, keeping the house going. God bless the faithful. You know, they don't often have it easy. Uh, something I want you to think about while we are sharing our message today is that the treasure of God's blessing on your life is found in the field of God's will for your life. If you are looking for blessings, uh, the blessing of God and the treasure is found in the field. You remember there's a parable. We won't talk, we won't go there today, but there's a parable. Jesus said that it's, it's, it's like a man, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found treasure in a field. What did he do? He didn't go buy the treasure. He went and bought the field. Why? Because the treasure was in the field. You know, it may not have even been cultivated yet. It may not have even been, you know, uh, excavated yet. He may not have been mined yet. But he bought the field. He bought, he, he, he bought into the idea that I'm going to work this field and it's going to be a treasure for me. He bought into that reality. Often when I offer thanks to God, as I said, I, I, I consider those who are standing on the front lines faithful. Those while I'm sitting in a restaurant having my meal and enjoying my meal, they're standing on some front line somewhere in the dark, in the rain, you know, uh, alone, you know, uh, perhaps, you know, standing between trouble and us, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's amazing. The faithful, God bless the faithful. In Luke chapter 15 today, we'll begin in verse 25. Let's read verse 25. Now, his older son was in the field. Let's hold it there for just a moment. That's not all of verse 25, but let's just stop there for just a moment. His older son was in the field. <laughs> Allow me to interrupt my thought for just a moment and interrupt the reading to give you a picture of what God did whenever he created Adam and Eve. The Bible says when God created man that God planted a garden in Eden, and he put the man in the garden. Now, basically, that garden, think about this. We all, if, if we're not watchful, we will start thinking in some spiritual, etherical, you know, um, metaphorical, you know, uh, Disneyland kind of vision of what it must have been like. 
But do you remember what it was like before God planted that garden? Do you remember in Genesis, the first chapter, that the earth was void and without form and darkness covered the face of the deep? Do you remember it was barren, it was empty? That's what that field looked like before God planted a garden. Where do you plant a garden? You plant a garden in a field. God planted a garden in a field that no doubt was empty, barren, unfruitful before God planted the garden there. But God knew that not only did he need to plant that garden, but you remember what he did? He put the man in the garden. Why did he put the man in the garden? He said, I'm going to put you in the garden because I want you to work it. Because I want you to take care of it. I want you to cultivate it. I want you to make something out of it. In fact, the first five commandments that God gave to Adam and Eve was be fruitful and multiply and, and, and replenish the earth and you know, subdue it and have dominion. I want you to work. This is going to take some work. I need you to be faithful to me. Yeah, there's a garden. There's a field. It was a field, and I, I made it fruitful, and there's a treasure in the field. You know, there's a tree of, of, of life in the field. You know, there, there's wonderful things, everything that you could need in the field, but you're going to have to work it. Isn't that amazing? Even in a perfect world, there were do's and don'ts, and there was work. God has a field of choice for each one of us. God has a field for your life. God has a field for seasons in your life. It's God's choice, as he showed us in one of the first acts he did with mankind, is that God put him in a field that God wanted him in. God is the author and the finisher not only of our faith, but our total existence. He's also more involved in our life than many times we give him credit for. It's God that's placed you in a field. It's God that's made you able. It's God that created you. And Almighty God is more involved and you are more in the will of God than you give yourself credit for. You're more prepared for what God has for you. You're never going to catch God unprepared for what happens in your life. God has a field of life into which he places each one of us. He intends on us working that field on his behalf. I know that we lose that sight. We kind of lose sight. We think that we just go from place to place and do thing to thing, you know, of our own volition, of our own charge and trying to make something out of it. No, you're working on God's behalf. You're on God's earth. You know, you know you're, 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 like it or not, you're in the field that God has chosen for you. You might have thought you found it by happenstance, circumstance, but you can't trip and fall out of the will of God. Once you turn your life to Christ, let me tell you, he's got his hand on you. And whether you're going through a good time, a bad time, you know, God is there right there with you. You. He's not going to cause your bad times. He's going to cause you to have plenty of exits to get out of it so you can get back into the field he has for you. And if you're willing to follow him and just offer yourself to him and, and just do a little bit, he will gently and gracefully guide you exactly into the place to where you are supposed to be in every season and every circumstance of life. He knows where you are. He's got his hand on you. But don't forget you're working on his behalf. Not one person today in the whole world is without opportunity. You can go anywhere and find people in any situation, any condition, and you'll find a few of them that are really making something out of it. No person is without opportunity and we all have the potential to work in the field that God has placed us 
work in that field on his behalf, every one of us. Wherever you may be, I want you to know that God knows exactly where you are. He, he has given you potential for the field that you are in. He's made you for that field. He's created you to work on his behalf. Well, uh, but potential is just potential. We can squander and waste it. We can waste the greatest opportunities that, 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 that you know, we can waste greater opportunities than, than, than other people seem to ever get. But, you know, uh, you know it, it's God's field, but it's our choice. It's God's field, but it's our choice. Among Jesus' many expressions in trying to, to tell us what the kingdom of God was like, he often used, in fact, numerous times, he used fields and vineyards, you know, to describe the kingdom of God to us. You know, on and on and on, so many, you know, parables and so many stories and accounts of, of fields and vineyards and, and, and the opportunities that God gives his children to work for him and, and how he hopes that they will increase with their opportunities. In fact, in one of the uh, parables Jesus was telling, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the person, the master got really upset because the people that he had lent the field to, one of them forgot all about him and thought they weren't working on his behalf. Half. They thought, you know, they own the field. I've been working. I've done this by myself. Well, you know, that didn't last very long, Jesus said. There's coming an end to that. And another person, you know, didn't work the field. They squandered their opportunity and, you know, they put it in the ground. And, and Jesus said, unprofitable servant, you know, you were working for me. Why didn't you? Uh, well, you, know, uh, uh, you know, anyway, as with Adam, God expects us to increase in the field he's put us in. Last Sunday... The text we used for Father's Day was out of Luke 15, and we focused on the father of the prodigal son. Y'all remember the young man? The young man, the, the, a man had two sons, and, and one of the, you know, uh, the, the younger son was a little impetuous and a little, you know, hasty and, uh, you know, a little rambunctious perhaps, and he went to his father and said, you know, I want my inheritance now. And so the father divided unto him and his brother their inheritance. And the younger son, after a little while, probably you know, finding a way to liquidate whatever he could and turn it into cold cash, he took off and went to a foreign country. And when he was in the foreign country, you remember how we, how we talked about this last week? He squandered and he wasted. I mean, he had a great opportunity given to him by his father and he just wasted it. He squandered it, the Bible says, on riotous living. And when he had no more money, being in the foreign country, guess what he did? He hired himself out to a man of the foreign country, to a foreigner. And you know what the foreigner did? Sent him into a field. <laughs> Listen, you're going to work in somebody's field. I'd rather work in God's field. You know, that's one of the many truths that 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 account gives us. But, uh, you know, he finally came to himself, you know, and, uh, you know, each and every one of us is going to work in someone's field. And he came to himself and realized I'm going to have to work the rest of my life anyway. So what I may as well do is I'm going to just go ahead and, and you know, go back home and work for Daddy because Daddy's kind of, a, kind, of, kind of a good boss. I've watched him. And, and so, you know, we talked about that last week. Well, uh, you know, what this young man did 
we saw last week is this young man, he, he remembered, he finally came to himself. He remembered, he repented, and he returned. You know, that's the same message that we shared some months ago. You know, he remembered, he repented, and he returned. Y'all remember that message? It came out of the book of Revelation, chapter 2, in the message to Ephesus. It's the one message for every person that's wayward or away from God or has lost their first love, has lost the love of working in the field that God gave them. That's what he said, you know, repent, you know, uh, you know uh, he remembered, he repented, he returned. Well, interesting, uh, this morning we're going to turn our focus not on the father and not on the younger son, but there was a second son in this equation. And you remember we read a moment ago in the 25th verse, he was found out in the field. He was a faithful son. God bless the faithful. God bless the faithful. It ain't easy, okay? He was the faithful son. And this morning, we're going to turn our attention on him. He was faithfully working in his father's field. Now listen to me because this is my setup. He was faithful and frustrated. Some of you are faithful and frustrated. Some of you are very faithful to God. Some of you are hard workers. Some of you are faithful. You've been doing it. You've been like this son. You've been doing it. You've been doing it. You've been, but you're frustrated. God doesn't want you to be frustrated. You know, He needs you to be faithful, but he doesn't want you to be frustrated. Let's get back here to the 15th chapter of Luke. And let's read about this older son. Verse 25. Now his older son was in the field. And it came, uh, as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And the servant said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But this older brother, he was angry. This faithful man was angry. This faithful son, this hardworking, faithful son that stayed by the stuff was mad. He was angry. He was angry, and he would not go in to the house. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him, begged him, beseeched him. You see, the older son would not go into the house. Although he was in the family, he was not in the house. He was in the family, clearly, but he didn't want to go in the house. He just, he just couldn't see himself there. When, when, you know, we can be family and yet miss everything that's happening in the house if we're not watchful. We can be family and miss the most important things going on around us. We can be faithful family and miss the greatest opportunities God is giving. We can be faithful and yet be frustrated, so frustrated that we don't want anything to do with all that's going on. We may love the father, but frustrated with the family. We can be working tirelessly in the field and lose appreciation for whom we are working. 
what we are working for and why we're working. And that's what this brother lost. He lost sight of why he was faithful. He lost sight of what he was working for. He would not even come into the house. What was in the house? Well, there was joy in the house. Have you ever been so faithful and yet so frustrated that you didn't want to be happy? There was joy in the house. He didn't want to go in there where the happiness was. Why? Because he was angry. He was mad. You ever been mad and not want to be happy? You ever been mad and say to yourself, I'm mad and I, you know, I know people down there are having a good time and it makes me upset they're having a good time. I know they're singing and they're dancing and it just upsets me that they're singing and dancing. Don't they know how hard I'm working? Don't they know what's going on here with me? I'm faithful and yet they're frivolous and they're the ones having a good time there was provision in the house he had killed the fattest calf there was meat in the house there was provision in the house i mean this guy's been out in the field all day long he could have went in and got something to eat that would have been enough to drive most of us in the house there was what he needed what he needed for his for for, for his spirit joy what he needed for his for his body food provision was in the house and then there was restoration in the house. His brother was in the house. A brother that he had been estranged from. A brother that had been wrong. A wayward brother. A brother that had, 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 had gone away. A brother that had forsaken him and, and had wasted him, you know, portions of his inheritance, no doubt. And yet, angry, but unwilling to be restored. Angry with reason, by the way. So many times people who are in the family miss out on so much and, and they just won't come into the house. They won't come into the house. They won't, you know, they, they, it's, it's like, I don't want to be happy. <laughs> I know those of you out there have never felt this, but the people in here are eating it up. <laughs> They're eating it up. It's so quiet in here. Not one glory, not nothing in here. Don't you know those out there? I can almost hear those out there shouting, amen. <laughs> Preach it, brother. People end up being angry, end up isolating themselves, not realizing the joy, provision, and relationship that they could be enjoying. They are faithful, but yet they are frustrated. You know, frustration often arises when a faithful servant does not agree with what the master's doing. Frustration often occurs whenever we don't agree with what the decision maker decides. We often get frustrated. We're faithful, but we're frustrated because we don't agree with the decision. We're faithful, but we're frustrated. I don't like what God's doing here. I'm faithful. I don't like what my father's doing. That's what he's saying. My father, you know, I, I, I love my father, but I don't like my brother. I love my father, but I don't like his children. I've been there. You've been there. I've been there. I've, I've said a lot to God, I love you, but I have concerns about, you know, your family, God. Faithful yet frustrated you know uh, God's faithful servants have their own opinions about things but God also has an opinion isn't it horrible wouldn't it be horrible to be upset and angry about something that heaven was rejoicing about 
when angels are dancing and singing and rejoicing over one person that needed to repent and remembered and returned, repented and returned, and all of heaven is dancing, and we're sitting over there, ah, they shouldn't have got that. I can't believe they're getting forgiven. I can't believe that they're getting... I got a spanking for that. I can't believe they're not getting a spanking. They should have got, I got grounded for that. You're not going to ground them. Maybe you needed grounding. Maybe they don't. Maybe they actually repented. Oh, done gone to meddling now. Family heading there. Yeah, frustrated. Well, Many of God's faithful conservants consider those who are less faithful and they don't want them to have any fun, to have any joy, to have any peace. Certainly none of you have ever prayed for someone to feel bad. <laughs> no. Well, this older son had his reasons, and he was, you know, uh, but, but he completely missed the big picture. Do you know, if this older son had not been faithful working out in the field, there would not have been a home to come back to. Do you know, some of you, if you were not faithful where you are, there would be no church for those who are lost and hurting and wayward and, and out there living a riotous life. There would be no place for them to come back to and find the forgiveness and the joy and the happiness and the provision and the restoration that they so desperately need and all of heaven is hoping for. Do you remember the, Jesus told a story about a man who went out and hired people early in the day and sent them into his field to work. And he went out again at noon and hired some more and sent them into his field to work. And he hired some more people, you know, all through the day he hired people and sent them into his field to work. And then in the last hour, Jesus went out and he found people standing idle and he said, you can go into my field and work. And so they went and worked one hour while the others had reasonably worked 12 hours. When it came payday, Jesus is saying, uh, they all got the same. The man who owned the field gave every one of them the same amount of pay. Who got mad? Y'all remember the story? Who was it got angry? Who was it got frustrated? Who was it got aggravated? Who was it that said, hey, look, you didn't treat me right. I'm going to go somewhere else. I just, you know, no, 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 no. It was the one that had worked all day long. Said, what are, you, what are you doing giving them more or giving them as much as you gave me? They didn't work as long as I did. And Jesus said, it all belongs to me. Why are you getting mad? I gave you what we agreed to. You got what you agreed to. Why are you getting upset at me? Because I'm so good. Because I'm so benevolent. Because I am so giving. Why are you getting upset at me? Because I'm so forgiving. That's what the father was pleading with this older son about. Why are you mad at me? Why are you upset at all? You're doing what you should have done and you're getting 
a lot for it. Why are you upset that somebody else might get something? Don't be upset. Don't refuse to participate in something that God is happy about. Heaven is happy when a sinner repents. You know, you, do you know, most likely, at home and here both, most likely you have a repentant sinner sitting right next to you. I hope you don't think they don't deserve the joy that's in the house, the provision of the Father, the reconciliation and restoration that was offered to you when you repented. Well, let's read the rest of this and then we can go home. I got three chickens on the smoker. <laughs> I do. Got up early. Okay, Luke 15, you know, the son is angry and he, you know, the, the father goes outside. Isn't that just like the father? He'll go outside to try to encourage us to get over something. Verse 29, so he answered and said to the father, don't you know, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours comes, ooh, as soon as this son of yours came, this son of yours, not my brother, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots. Well, that's enough, man. We don't put up with no whoremongers. few things we not we as christians ain't we whoa, 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 i'm not gonna be around i'm just not gonna be around them sorry jesus said listen if you're gonna get away from sinners you have to get out of this world and which one of us is not a repentant sinner those that are not saying amen probably have repented of quite a lot <laughs> it's just uncomfortable in here right now He's devoured your livelihood with harlots, and you kill the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, listen how sweet this is, son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. Don't you recognize the blessing and the benefit of having been faithful? You never had to experience what so many others have had to experience you stayed close to me son you stayed with me and in truth everything I mean your your brother is back home but he has no more inheritance everything I have is yours you know he'll have to work a little more it's gonna be harder on him come on son it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. You know, it's right to be happy. All of heaven rejoices, the Bible says, whenever one sinner repents. More than the 99 that didn't even need to repent. I mean, that's, that's just solid gospel, you know. Um, and that was the message Jesus started with back up in Luke 15, verse 7. That's what he said. All of heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. And now he's trying to explain this, how that, how that we should be happy when people get what we got. 
because they came to the house. They returned to a loving God. Well, let me, let me quickly give you my three points here as I close. Okay, are you ready? Number one, God is depending on your faithfulness. Listen, without you, without you being faithful, there'll be no place for others to come whenever they repent. You know, God needs us. He needs us to be faithful. God needs a church, a family, a community, a nation to be faithful to him so that others who are in such great need can come to the wealth of our nation, to the safety of our nation, to the safety of our communities, to the safety of our families, to the safety of our churches. God needs. He's depending on our faithfulness to faithfully and joyfully embrace the field that he's given us to work in. It may not always be a field of our choice. It may be a field that's a little difficult, a little hard, but God's given us a field to work in. God's depending on our faithfulness, but so are others. God needs a house for the hurting to come to. Number two, everything the Father has is yours. (laughs) Isn't that a pretty good deal? Everything the Father has is ours. I mean, ultimately, we inherit everything. That's not a bad deal. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I mean, everything he has is ours. That's not a bad deal at all, okay? I'm just staying close to him because, man, he's got a lot of stuff. And I, 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 I'm, I, I happen to like stuff, you know? I like love and joy and peace and happiness. I want to be in the house. I want to be the guy in there dancing. I want to be the guy there mad. I want to be in the guy in there that is having a party and eating the fatted calf. And I'm doing, I want to be in there, you know, where the, where, the, where the fun's going on, not out there angry. I want to be the, the guy that will come in from the field, having worked hard all day, and say, hey, your brother's come back. I want to be the guy that runs in the house and goes, brother, oh, oh, give me, give me that leg of lamb right there, you know. <laughs> We need to look around us and count our blessings, see how fortunate we really are as a faithful child that's right with God. The Bible says God will not withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly before him. Isn't that a pretty good deal? Psalms 84, 11, I love that. Okay, number three. Number three. This is an encouragement to the faithful. If you haven't been faithful, let me tell you, become faithful. Become dependable to God. Become dependable. Just decide today. It's a decision. That's all it is. It's a decision that you walk out. And it doesn't mean it'll be easy. You know, faith does not make things easy. Faith makes things possible. It doesn't mean it'll be easy. God will give you the grace, but grace does not make things easy. Grace makes things possible because you do it in God's ability and not in your own. But if you are in, in, in any situation today where you have not been faithful, not been faithful to your family, you've not been faithful to your job, you've not been faithful to your community, you've not been faithful to your church, you've not been faithful to your nation, let me tell you, God has placed you in the field of his choice for you. And you need to be faithful where you are. God says if you are not faithful where you are with what you have, then you will not be faithful if he was to give you more or go somewhere else. Because there are no greener grass uh, you know, uh, deliverances. If you buy a house because the yard is mowed, it looks prettier than yours, it'll look, look just like yours in another six months. Okay? Unless you do something. Okay? Be faithful. It's a decision. 
I challenge you right now, those of you here on campus, those of you listening online, I challenge you right now, make a decision. Man, woman, boy, girl, make a decision right now that from this moment forward, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to my family. I'm going to be faithful to my God. I'm going to be faithful to my church. I'm going to be faithful to my job. I'm going to be faithful to my community. I'm going to be faithful to my nation. I am going to be faithful. And God will give me the field. It's your field. And I will be faithful. It's a decision. Okay? And as you are being faithful, number three, don't lose sight of the goal. Don't lose sight of the reason why you're faithful. Don't lose sight of the reason why you've been a good mother for 25 years. Don't lose sight because a child does something that, 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 you, that, that you cannot comprehend. Don't lose sight of why you are faithful and why you must continue to be faithful. Don't lose it. You can start today. Don't lose sight of the reason why you've been going to work every day, day in and day out, and your employer has never taken notice of you, but thank God you still have a job because you're making it work. You're making it happen. Thank God others still have a job because you're there. Be faithful. Decide today. Don't lose sight of the reason why you're faithful. And I'm sorry to be one of the ones that will tell you it's not always all about you. God needs our faithfulness for those who are wayward and lost, for those who, who you know, uh, uh, it, 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 it may be about someone who needs Jesus. Life is much bigger than just me. And there's so much the Father has that I want to enjoy. And when the Father's happy, when heaven's happy, I want God to find me happy. I want to be faithful, not frustrated. Amen? Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.